Hey, sweet friends, my name is Chef Schomburg. I started my baking business with a bottle of DiSerrano and one Bundt cake pan. Fast forward to today from news to magazines, speaking on national stages and more, I can truly say that baking has changed my life. So now as a bakery business coach, I get to help others have the same success. I've helped hundreds of my students across the world in my global membership program create six-figure businesses, mainly from home. The Baking for Business podcast is an extension of that, from actionable tips to valuable tools and resources that can impact you as a business owner. I truly believe, y'all, we would never have been given a gift if we couldn't profit and prosper from it. So come on, darling. What are you waiting for? Hey, sweet friends, and welcome back to the Bacon for Business podcast. I'm so excited I get to talk to you guys today. So you guys, today is all about three lessons that we can learn from Crumble Bakery, despite the fact that they bake from a box mix. Now, if you haven't heard, because I don't want someone to say, what? what does that have anything to do with it? Well, the reason why I'm sharing that is because recently at the time of me recording this, an article, article came out, one of my students shared. And what happened was that a TikToker had recently shared, she visited a crumble bakery. She walked in and there were boxes of Betty Crocker on the counter. And she said she felt, I guess she had been bamboozled or whatever. Now, a lot of people came to Crumble's defense saying, you know, this is common. Most bigger brands bake from a box. And then, of course, there were those other people, another group of people who were like, yeah, I knew it. You know, this is why I'm better because I, I bake from scratch and this and that. And yeah, can you believe they bake from a box and, and charge those prices? And I'm here to say that I actually fully, totally support Crumble. I also totally support anybody baking from a box and charging high-end prices. Now, I know some bakery business teachers don't feel that way or they feel maybe you should bake from scratch. I'm not them. I'm comfortable stating what I believe in. And if you're here, listen to a podcast. And obviously, you're here listening to my beliefs and thoughts as well. So what I'm going to invite everyone to do is to be open And I hope that you learn a few lessons out of this podcast, because what I also want to do is with the platform I have, I always want to make sure we're being inclusive and that we're shedding a light and that we're being kind to everyone. That's what I I don't want. When I first started teaching, some people aren't as kind when you have different views. They think, oh, well, that means let me throw a stone or let me do this. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. So I decided to call this three lessons we can learn from Crumble, even though they bake from a box, because regardless of them using box mix or not, it's not going to change them. Their sales are not about to crash. Or as my mom used to say, one monkey don't stop no show. (laughs) Right. But I do think that the brand has some amazing lessons for us to actually learn. And I hope you'll be open and willing to receiving those lessons. So That's what I wanted to discuss today with the first lesson being, now, let me totally put it out there. I think crumble cookies are okay. I am a more of a insomnia fan. If you've ever visited insomnia, I actually love the taste and the texture. When it comes to cookies, a lot of us like our cookies different ways. I do personally prefer insomnia. However, I do love the marketing and the messaging behind the crumble cookie brand. And I can definitely see from a marketing perspective, because y'all know I, I 
eat, breathe, sleep, shit. I just love all things marketing. I can definitely see why the franchise has taken off and while it will continue to do so. And so that's what I more so want to get into today is what lessons can we learn from Crumble besides a box, right? Because just because you bake from a box doesn't mean it's going to taste all that. I've met some people that burn up box mix. So one of the first lessons that I love about Crumble that I wish more home bakers, especially home bakers, would apply is that Crumble has a mission behind the mix. So that's lesson number one, a mission behind the mix. Crumble is big on using what is called UGC, which is known as user-generated content. Too often, I find in our industry with bakers, we're always putting ourselves in the middle of our business. You know, we care about our business so much. It's just like me, me, me. What sales can I make? What can I do? And that we don't stop to think about the whole picture. By us not thinking about the whole picture, we also don't invite people into the story of what we actually feel our brand and our mission is. You know, I meet a lot of bakers all the time and I say, hey, what's your mission with your business? And they're like, my mission, like, like, what do you mean? Some people don't even have a mission. If we would actually break stuff down and like look at your personal business plan, business plan, excuse me, what is the mission that you want to provide for your community? A lot of people, they're like, I don't know. I just I just want to sell. I just want to make money. So one of the things about Crumble is that they have a bigger mission behind just making cookies. One of those is UGC, user-generated content. And how I love is that they're always putting other people at the center of their business. For those who follow the brand, every Tuesday, they do what's called a Tag Tuesday, where usually if you're going to the store and if you tag them, no matter what store you go to, they're always resharing. They're resharing. They're showing people the spotlight. They're putting other people in their story and they're willing to do that and they love doing it. And that's what drives some people to go and specifically buy a product, take a picture of it because they're like, oh, I have a chance of being seen and heard. So when you do that, as a company, you're making people feel like you value them. And I think a lot of times we don't do that as home bakers. You know, sometimes I scroll on people's feed and it's all about, I killed this cake, I nailed this cake, or I slayed this, or I slayed that. And so a lot of people never show up and they never show the stories. It's all about them. I did this double barrel. I did this fondant. It's all in the details. I got the wrist work. Look at my wrist. It's me, 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 and I, I, I. And there's never a you. They never put the person above them. And for some people, that's hard to do. And some of you guys are doing it unintentionally. You're like, holy shit, I never really thought about that. You know, if you sit back and look at your feet, look at your last nine. What stories did you share? In your last nine, is there a picture of one of your customers? Are you being adamant about collecting information on your customers? Do you show up and share testimonials? Are you sharing their celebrations? You know, in Chef Schaumburg Suites, I used to always, at least twice a week, make it my mission to sit down and talk to people. And why are you ordering this from me? What are you going through? And a lot of times I would meet women that would say, I'm, I'm, I'm on my job. I'm on my career. I'm busy. And so I would show up and I would highlight them. And that would give me content. Some of you guys struggle with content marketing so much. And the reason why you struggle is because you're trying to create all the content yourself. You're trying to do all the things. And because you never really approach it with the attitude of whose story can I share? Why are you getting this cake? Tell me what's the occasion. 
How can I celebrate with you? Oh, you just got a promotion. Oh, you just beat cancer. Let me show up and let me share your story to where I make the business about you. You're the star in my company, not me. And Crumble does that so well. I just checked their stories today. They shared someone who was getting married, a wedding. They shared a graduate. They shared a baby celebrating his first birthday. So the mission, having a mission behind your brand is amazing. And it's something that I wish more people would adapt. So that's one of the lessons that I feel that we can actually take away from Crumble is to start to use more user-generated content but also to use it with the attitude of servitude. So to be sure that we're showing up and we're actually serving our customers, that we're making sure that our products are a big part of their life and we're showcasing the benefits. You know, what's the benefit of buying something from us versus just buy, buy, buy. Another example is as of Today, I actually ended up ordering some crumble cookies just because I wanted to have this to show in my feed. And when I went on, one of the things that I love about them when I've checked out the brand is that they always have these different flavors, but the flavors, they actually mean something. They're being inclusive. I remember when I first started teaching, the majority of my audience was predominantly Black, African-American. Now I have such a a wide audience of, I I love all my, my black people, my white people, y'all who ever taken a class with me, you know, my face lights up. Like whenever I have a class and students and I see so many different races and cultures and nationalities, I love that. Well, in putting a mission behind the mix, Crumble does the same thing right now at the time of me recording this Crumble has what's called a moon cake cookie. And so it would have been very easy for Crumble to just sit back and say, hey, you know, we're an American bakery. There's no need for us to bring in other cultures and other nationalities, but they didn't do that. So the mooncake cookie is in celebration of the Chinese New Year again. So not only are they using others' content, but they're being inclusive. They're celebrating other people, even when it doesn't relate to themselves. So they gave an entire cookie behind the, well, they gave an entire promotion behind the cookies so that everyone can kind of see themselves in their products. And I think sometimes that's what we don't do. I'm always telling my my students this and I'm always joking with them, but they know exactly what I mean. And I'm coming from a place of love. You know, I'm always telling my black students, I'm like, yo, lay off the sweet potato, try to give pumpkin a try. Right. But then I also tell my other Caucasian and my Hispanic students, I'm like, hey, lay off of the pumpkin spice, give sweet potato a try, right? I always want us to tap into other cultures so that we don't leave no money on the table, number one. But number two, there's so much learning that comes from it. You know, I've learned so much from you guys, from my Caucasians that listen, from my older people that listen, from my Generation Z that listen. So when we're open to being inclusive, and we bring other people into the conversation, it helps us to grow. And so that's the second part of the mission behind Crumble is that they're always celebrating others and they're putting their beliefs, their rituals, their culture at the center of their products so that they don't leave anyone out. And that's a lesson I think that we all can learn. Number two is that Crumble is amazing at creating an experience. You know, regardless of the young lady putting crumble on TikTok, it's still an experience. Now, more than anything, it just makes people want to visit. However, when you walk in, there's a transparency for those who've ever visited a crumble or maybe you don't have a crumble in your country. You're more than welcome to look them up. 
because I know we have so many different countries that visit, but you can literally see through. So there's always glass. They always have the nice tile. When you walk in, you kind of feel like you're going to more of a gourmet place. So they're always very transparent in how they operate and what they do. However, they also create an experience with the packaging. So one of the things you notice is that if you go to Crumble, they have that signature box. And it doesn't matter if you're getting a dozen cookies or it doesn't matter if you're getting one cookies. Everyone gets that experience. And I was just recently telling that to my students. You know, sometimes I feel that we tend to be cheap when it comes to our packaging and things that we provide. And so what happens is that when we do our pop-ups and events, we tend to forget that all of those people, every individual person is someone that's coming into contact with our brand. So it's like, oh, we put the single stuff in, in, in the plastic or in the cheap packaging and nothing against plastic. It's all on how you make it look. But yet when you get a dozen from us, that's when it goes in a box. Well, Crumble doesn't do that. If you get one cookie, if you get four cookie, if you get 12 cookies, everyone gets that experience of like a nice pink box. They even upsell bowls if you want to add a, a bow on. And so they're always creating an experience for each individual person, not just people who buy something of a certain quantity. The second way that they create an experience is that there's an old saying that says, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I tell this to my students in my group coaching program all the time. I'm like, you never leave for show money for I don't know money. Meaning that when something is going right, you keep it. Too often as creatives, especially bakers, I always see you guys want to reinvent the wheel. A holiday comes and you're like, oh, wh what can I do that's new? And you never really take into account trends, traditions, things that a person would expect on the other end. You know, can you imagine, let's say some of us, we move out for college and we come home and whenever we come back home, we always want a taste of mom's cooking, right? Like I know I'm, a, I'm in the South. So if ever I visit a, a relative, especially an older relative, I'm like, man, I can't wait to taste her gumbo, you know, because it's what I know it's what I grew up on. So what if I was to reach out to my aunt, you know, and I'm coming back and I'm like, hey, auntie, I'm coming to visit. I can't wait to taste your gumbo. And she's like, oh, girl, I don't make a uh, gumbo the same anymore. I've moved on. I no longer make gumbo, uh, but I make this new dish and it's like fried ants. And then I dip the fried ants in chocolate and then I serve it over this cauliflower rice, you know, because now I want to be creative. I want to be different. I'm going to be like, what the like? Uh, OK, I, I support you in being creative, but. That's not what I know. Like you're the auntie that makes good gumbo. That's what I know, right? Some of y'all have those aunties. Like you make good paella. You make good jambalaya. You make good gumbo. Stay in your lane. But as bakers, we don't do that. So we'll come up with all these good things and we get our customers hooked. But then because we get bored of those things, we tend to want to push them to the side and make something else. So we're always wearing our creative hat. But we never stop to put on our CEO hat. A creative, as creatives, you guys, some of y'all change y'all menu every single week. You change your menu more than you change your damn drawers. You don't know if you're coming or going. You're always dabbling in something. If you see someone else went viral with it, then you want to, oh, I could do banana pudding. Oh, I, I could do this. I could do that. So because you're changing so much, 
you're upsetting the experience that you create for your customers because they no longer vibe with you. You're taking away the thing that they like, the things that they enjoyed, the things that they they had a familiarity with. And so what happens when you do that is that you're pulling away from the experience. Crumble is the opposite. Every single week, rain, sleet, shine, or slow, snow, excuse me, they're going to have those favorites. They're going to have what you guys have voted for that you said you like, but then they add the element of suspense. Then they say, okay, but we're also doing this, but we're also doing this. But regardless of whatever else we do, we're still going to give you the classics. We're still going to keep our top sellers. If it ain't broke, we're not going to fix it, regardless of if it isn't broke, excuse me, although the saying says if it ain't broke. But if it ain't broke, we're not going to fix it, regardless of whatever the season is. And so that's the second way in which Crumble creates an experience is that they hold on to familiarity because they know that familiarity is what sells. It's what keeps people coming back for more. All right. Just like we get upset when pumpkin spice goes away or we get upset when the McRib goes away. It's like you want the things that you know and love. You want to hold on to the things that you enjoy. And Crumble does that very well. They hold on to their top sellers while still being creative, but still giving people what they want, making sure that their products are about their customers and not about them. And that's a lesson that I wish more bakers would do. We're always experimenting. We're taking classes. One minute we're making brownies. The next minute we're working on 3D fondant. And it's never really about what does the customer want? So many of you guys don't even do polls. Whenever I ask you, I say, hey, what was the last time you did a poll in your story? Uh, uh, What's the poll feature? What would I use the poll feature for? Hell, to ask people what they want. Some of you guys right now, you're creating fall menus and it never dawned on you. Let me ask my customers. Instead, you create a fall menu with you and mine, but you don't buy your shit. So then when your shit doesn't sell, you sit back and you're like, I can't believe this didn't sell. It was so amazing. The edges were so sharp. Honey, they didn't want that. They just wanted a damn cookie. But you didn't have a poll. You didn't ask for feedback. You didn't make it about your customers and not about you. You did what you wanted to do. And in a business, we can't do that. We always have to make sure at the heart of our business that we're serving our customers. So again, number two, creating an experience, holding on to familiarity, serving people what they want, making it about them. That's one of the things that Crumble does so well. And lastly, in creating an experience is that they're open to receive feedback. You know, Crumble just recently had this cookie where it's it's round and it actually has this seasoning called everything but the bagel, which is actually a seasoning that I love. But everything but the bagel is this seasoning mix, which has onion and garlic and sea salt and black sesame. And so when they initially created it, some people might say, why the hell would you put onion garlic on a cookie? It's just to play on that classic sweet versus salty. Well, when they initially created it, some people were loving it. They were loving the salt and the black sesame, just not the garlic and the onion, because some people suffer from GERD, gastroesophagus reflux disorder. And so they're like, I love crumble. I love you, but I can't have that garlic and onion. And so people were tagging them and people were sharing this and showcasing it. So you know what? They didn't sit back and they didn't say, oh, well, the hell with y'all. Well, this is how I want to make it. This is how it's going to be done. They went back to the drawing board and they said, no, you know what? I hear you. Let's see what we can do. Let's see how we can level this up a notch 
and still provide what we wanted to execute, but in a way to where we think about everyone and their dietary needs. So they went back, they removed the garlic and onion, and then they still offered it. And it's a really unique, different flavor. Some of us, we can't stand constructive criticism for anything. The minute someone tells us something out of a place of love, no one argued or fussed or cursed, but we always want to know it's my way or highway. So we operate when we do this, we're operating from a limited mindset versus a growth mindset because we're not trying to put ourselves in other people's shoes because we're so tied to our business that we think, well, because I did it and because I did it this way, it's my way or no way. And I'm not really listening to you. And so when it comes to creating an experience, we also have to create an experience to where we're open to receive feedback. I meet so many people in in groups and they get so upset when someone leaves a three-star review, a four-star review. We get mad when problems occur in our business rather than saying, oh, wow, a problem. This is a new opportunity for me to serve. This is a new way for me to tackle something or, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this came up. How can I resolve this? Because I never thought we never approach things with that mindset, with a growth mindset of how can I grow and how can I learn from this? It's always what you mean, my cake? I know my cake wasn't wasn't dry. I used the, the finest of butter and it is. And it's like, sis, damn, maybe it was dry to them. Be open for feedback. It's okay to have a three-star review. It's okay to have a two-star review. Quit being so anxious and so quick to want to piss on that person and actually read and learn and see if maybe you can make change so that you can be better. One of the things I do in any program that I have and any high ticket offer that I sell is right before we're getting ready to end the last week, I always tell people, hey, I need you to be honest. Did you get everything that you needed out of this class? What did I do? What's your negative feedback? Lay it on me. And I want the negative feedback in my face. And I want you to tell me because I don't want the program to end. And then you say, oh, man, I wish you would have really done this. No, tell me now, because I'm so about serving you. I can fix it now. I can fix it while we're in the middle of it. I'm open. And then people tell me and they give me their feedback and I love it. I eat it up. It makes me stronger. I'm like, okay, I I never thought of that. Thanks so much, sis. Thanks so much, bro. You're opening my mind. You have to be ready to receive what people tell you. And Crumble does that, which is why case in point, that one person who felt that way, they came out and addressed it. They said, yes, of course we use bots. Why would we not use bots? We use high quality ingredients. You guys don't look at a box as a high quality. You look at a box as though it's less than. But you have to remember these people, Duncan Hines, Betty Crocker, even though fictional, these are companies that at one point in time had nothing. They took a business from nothing to something. So regardless of how you feel about it, these are million dollar corporations. And that's how I approach it. When people say, chef, you use a box. Hell yeah, I use a box. I use it as a moment to educate. Do you not know how awesome box mixes were? Do you not know that Duncan Hines was actually the first original food blogger before we even had food bloggers on the internet? A lot of people don't even know that. Of course, I. why would I not want to use million dollar products? Then I also take the step to educate them a little further. Do you feel some type of way about Whole Foods and their berry chantilly? Do, do you say anything or do you ever think that nothing but cakes is less than? What's that? Crickets? Oh, yeah, th- that's what I thought. So, of course, I use a box mix. I've been featured by sites such as Pillsbury. I took that as an honor. My mom was a huge Pillsbury fan. 
So again, it's about interpretation. So you approach a box as though it's less than. I thought their comeback, the way that the way that they spoke to the young lady was so classy in their answer. They said we use premium products, meaning that they're okay with calling a box mix a premium product. So just think about that. What experience are you creating? Another thing I love about Crumble is that they run effective, amazing promotions. And too often in our industry, yeah, shoot, too often. I know I say that a lot, but honestly, a lot in our industry. I think some of us struggle with effectively selling because sometimes we don't want to make it seem as though we're pushing our products. There are some of us who oversell. It's like we just post all the time, buy this, get this, this is on sale, that's on sale. And then there are other people who I find who are in a whole different arena. They don't even put captions or they show up and they talk about their product, but you never even really know that they're actually selling because it's almost like they're afraid because either they're shy or they're introvert. They don't like to ask for the sale. So these are the people that don't have call to actions on their posts. They're not saying, hey, give me a call at 225, blah, blah, blah. Or, hey, give me a call. Or, hey, visit me online. Or, hey, DM me so that we can discuss. It's like they feel that they're bothering a person. And so because of this, this, they never really open up their mouth and ask for the sale. And because of that, they have low conversions. So they're usually the ones that want to give up. They're like, oh, social media doesn't work. This doesn't work. People never really buy my stuff. And I'm like, yo, I would not have ever even known you were selling because you never even open your mouth and ask for the sale. You never run a promotion. An effective promotion has a start date. It has an end date. And it's you showing up, getting people excited about your offers. You have to find ways to talk about your products that don't necessarily make it about you. Talk about the benefits. What is the person going to receive? Why? What's your reasoning behind it? How does it light you up? And so because of this, because we fail to find the words to articulate what we mean, and because we don't know how to actually put effective promotions into play, we lack reaching those sales goals that we want to reach and reaching the revenue that we want to put into our business because we're never really effectively selling. Newsflash, every single baker listen to this. I know that you think you're a baker, but you're also a salesperson. You should have never gotten into business if you didn't have the understanding of that, you're going to be a salesperson. So now there's one of two things. Either you can say, okay, I realize I'm a salesperson, but I feel like I suck, so how can I get help? Or you can just be like so many people and say, okay, well, I'm a salesperson, but I don't want to be, so I won't get help. Rather than attacking the problem, you never address it. And because you don't address the problem, that's where usually there's a lack of sales. Crumble, on the other hand, they do this amazing. Every week they come out, they're telling you the promotions, they're hyping it up. They are so effective with their content marketing. They realize that video is king. They have over 5 million followers on TikTok. Not the same on Instagram, but they have been taking advantage of video for the longest, before reels and everything was popular. They're always showing the process. They have that transparency. They show the employees. They're making them the star. Again, back to user-generated content, showing other people's mission and their story. They are really smart at how they navigate 
and execute their promotions. And so because of that, I think that that's a lesson for all of us that we can take away from Crumble is do we do the same when it comes to promoting our products and services? Do we go hard when it comes to promoting our products and services? Are we on full blast? Are we counting down the days? Are we sharing those dates? Are we showing up and sharing our excitement of not just what we have to sell, but how we can serve? how we can help, how we can change someone's lives, how we can add to their day, how we can take away some of the stress. If you offer delivery, that's a stress saver. Show up and start sharing that with people. This is how I can take your stress away. This is how I can help you avoid traffic. Tired of standing in long lines? This is where my business comes in. We bake fresh and deliver daily. Are you putting that messaging in your content marketing? Some of us don't even have a content marketing strategy. We're just showing up and doing all the things and pointing and redoing what other people do because we don't know that you're actually supposed to show up on social media with the voice, with the message. You're supposed to position yourself to stand out in a sea of sameness. And so Crumble does that with their promotions, with what they're highlighting, with picking the products to highlight at the particular time. They're very, very smart and strategic when it comes to executing promotions. And that is something that I think we all can step our game up on. All right, y'all. So that's three lessons. Having a mission behind the mix, creating an experience, and effectively delivering amazing promotions. Those are just three. There's tons of others, but those are just three lessons that I feel we can all take from Crumble, even though they use a box mix. All right. So we're not going to hate on them. We're not going to love them any less. Now, let me ask you something. Do you use a box mix? And if so, do you show up and do you make sure that you're doing one of these three things in your business? Because to be totally honest, you guys, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you bake from a box. It doesn't matter if you bake from scratch. I support all those who bake from scratch. I love you guys the same. I just thought that these were lessons that we can take away from the company because I know one bad review, one person is not going to stop your success. One person is not going to stop Crumble's success. They're still an amazing company. There's an old saying that says, favor ain't fair meaning that favor, the the joy, the blessings, the things that you receive, you know, the way that they're dished out, it doesn't go to who thinks should have them. Some people feel, oh, I feel because I baked from scratch that I'm better than this company, so I should have the same level. No, you get what you put out into the universe. And so you badmouthing another company, we gain nothing from that. So why not approach this with an attitude of, wow, they do use a mix? Let me sit back and take notes because apparently they're doing something very well. That's what I hope this whole podcast episode covered because that's the approach that I took from it. I got hell of of inspired. I was like, damn, Crumble use a box mix? Word? Wow, this is a new level of gourmet because the box mix is just the start. It still doesn't change the mission that they put behind their products, the packaging, the feeling, the experience that they offer, the giving that they do, all of that doesn't take away from their name. So they're more than just a box mix. And all of those things are lessons that I think we can pull away from Crumble, whether we use a box mix or not. All right, you guys, so do me a favor, 
Let's continue this conversation and let's continue to party on my favorite platform of choice. If you're not following me on Instagram, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Bacon for Business. And if you enjoyed this podcast episode, then do me a favor, tag me on TikTok. I know some of you guys are on TikTok as well at Bacon for Business. I would love to hear from you. All right, you guys, I have a box of crumble cookies. Oh, look, you literally probably just heard the cookies that I ordered just to support the company and just to talk about today. But I hope that regardless of if it's box or scratch, if you see another baker that you'll just support them and pour into them at a time when they need it as well. And maybe look at the lessons you can learn from a person regardless of whatever else is going on. Okay. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Take care and bye for now.